Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. Welcome to this week, nay, this year's Must Hear Music podcast. Um, We're a little behind the times, so... Uh, I'm not going to come up with any excuses, but so 2016 is upon us, but we are doing our best of 2015 albums slash songs podcast right now, uh, you know, which is fine. I think the year always begins pretty slow for music, so we're really not like missing a ton of must cover stuff. Um, I hope that's not going to well, piss some people off. Big diss to the artists yeah, who big dropped diss. albums on Friday. <laughs> well, we haven't heard like those yet. Like, <laughs> um, anyways, but we also have a couple of returning favorites, fan favorites. So wow. probably, uh, I didn't know I had any fans. I don't think. I Well, did. <laughs> you weren't the one I, I was talking about. I but, no. uh, so we've got returning <laughs> homecoming king. Uh, <laughs> Jason Lipschutz is sitting here with us. Welcome back. It's so good to have you here. Guest star. It's very exciting. Guest star, Jason Lipschutz. Thanks, man. Um, And then Natalie Weiner, who hasn't been on the podcast in a while and is now officially at Billboard. So congratulations. Thank you. On that. And then Chris Payne, who's, you know, just Just here. Still here. (laughs) Nothing exciting. It's a good motto <laughs> yeah that's chris for you um wow. so let's we've got so we each have a couple albums we're going to be talking about we're going to be pimping if you will and that is a really <laughs> cheesy segue oh, into okay. the first one we're talking about you get that it's been a long day um which is okay i want to say before we get into this we have like two two albums on our like eight are ones that you almost assuredly expect the rest are kind of more left field, so. Okay. But we're gonna start with one of the the more obvious ones. No, no slur to that. But Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly," which has been topping every well, not every, but many year end lists, including Billboard's own, and that is one of Natalie's picks. And uh, before I toss it over, I mean, I just say like, I, you know, even as much has been said about it, like I feel like we just have to talk about it because to me, this is like the one album that's the clear like five star album of this last year. Yeah, I mean, I agree, definitely. I think sort of the fact that from literally the moment it came out, it's kind of like been an overarching topic in music conversations of this year. Like, it's just sort of on every level, like on an influence level, on sort of a political level, and on an artistic level, which I think is sort of most fundamental. It's just, it's been really important. And there's a lot of different reasons for that. I mean, Kendrick is, has obviously proven himself kind of a singular voice in hip hop, but it was also, I think, 
really about the community of artists that he put himself in to create this album. Like, not a lot of people in 2015 had the chance to, like, really just sit there for a year and a half and work with whoever they wanted to, you know? So he had that luxury, and he made the most of it. I mean, you know, Snoop Dogg, Pharrell, obviously, and then a whole host of, like, L.A. people who nobody had really heard of and Mm -hmm. who now are mainstream-ish, you know, and so just it was a very jazz musicians. I didn't. I wasn't even gonna go there, but yeah, (laughs) there were some jazz musicians. Joe, thanks for pointing that out. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was just like a very carefully crafted album that I think had a really sort of meaningful and complicated message that, for me at least, was very impactful. And it was one of the few albums that I actually listened to like all year long. So. Yeah, I think we can all agree, and especially Natalie, that jazz music's completely dead. (laughs) (laughs) But Kendrick, he reminded us of a style that we've all forgotten, especially Natalie. So I'm obviously obviously kidding. I'm just back to troll. But um, speaking of trolls, did you see the whole the troll movie with the we're already getting off on a tangent anyway. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? No, it's terrible. <laughs> Justin Timberlake's <laughs> next song will be for the Trolls movie. It's gonna be so dumb. Is that true? Yeah. Also, he oh, voiced yeah. Boo Boo Bear in the Yogi Bear movie. So sometimes I just don't know what that guy's doing. Oh, you know? He's getting money. That's what he's he's getting money. He's getting that Dreams wor- DreamWorks money. That's anyway, uh, yeah. So <laughs> aside from trolling Natalie and uh, everyone else, um, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, it's it's funny because. We talked about, I, I've gone many ways with this album where it, it came out and I was like, wow, blown away. And then I kind of put it down and I was like, oh, I'll listen to this later. And then I kind of felt like it was overrated. And then I gave it another listen. I was like, it's definitely overrated. And then I gave it another listen and I feel like, wow, I get it again. <laughs> and like, I, I just feel like it's the type of project that more than anything challenges listeners. And I feel like that's m- becoming more and more rare and kudos to someone who is a mainstream star for making that decision because you know when we when it came out we all sort of said like this could have been an album full of like mad city-esque songs Mm. and it wasn't and i i give him credit for zigzagging and, and making something that's powerful but also doesn't really fit into any kind of box yeah did anyone get to see him because i didn't but when he toured behind it a couple months ago actually So how did that go? Because I know he delayed playing most of the songs from the Pimp Butterfly Live because he didn't have the band, the backing arrangements together to really make them happen. So how was that? I mean, I kind of have beef with Kendrick about this because I was sad that he didn't take the people from the album on tour. Like, I sort of expected him to do that just because, you know, it was, like, possible. Like, he did it on Colbert, you know, but then he didn't do it for his tour. But I actually saw him with the National Symphony Orchestra in D.C., which was, like, I mean, it was amazing. Like, it it sounded incredible. The songs are complex, and they are well-served by, you know, live musicians performing them. And everybody loved it, you know? It was just, like, his fans are devoted. You know, it's funny because I feel like the critical conversation about him is so divided. But then, like, people love Kendrick. Like, people love that album and his music. So, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like even though the critical conversation, like, Divided as in some people are like, this is a great album, and other people are like, 
this is a good album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not as great. But as also, yeah, there's been so many true. think pieces like, how, is this really like good or what? I don't know. It's good just voice. people like to like. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> I'm sorry. People like. But no, I know who you were. I know who you were impersonating. <laughs> and like, I'm like, yeah. That's pretty, I, can, I don't know. I just, I think there's kind of like people, like the backlash critically is way stronger than the backlash publicly if that makes sense that's definitely true um yeah i mean i don't really have anything to add other than like when when you do that year-end spotify thing where it tells you what you listen to i was surprised that far and away this was the album i listened to the most yeah like i mean i guess i should know because i listened to it but like i just didn't realize like i think one thing that gets lost or at least that i didn't understand a lot of people were like this is a great album but it's difficult it's just it's a complex listen and like for me like it was actually just a fun album to put on i mean it is complex but it's not like a hard album to listen to like i can put it on and listen to like the majority of it easily like while cooking or cleaning or whatever so yeah i agree i don't i don't quite get that whole like you know this is too challenging for the mainstream like i think people like it i don't think it is really that anyways um well let's listen to uh, one of the songs from it uh which which one do you want to listen to natalie Oh, that's a tough call. I mean, I think All Right is kind of, you kind of have to. All it's right. just like. <laughs> Here we one. go. Let's listen to some All Right. Tell them all to come and get me reaping everything I sow. So my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearings on my record. I'm a motherfucking gangster in silence for the record. Uh. Tell the world I knew it's too late. Boys and girls, I think I've gone great. Trying to side my faces all day. Won't you please believe when I say. When you know we've been hurt, been down before. All right, so that was some Kendrick, as you undoubtedly know. Uh, next up, let's talk about a favorite from Fuse's Jason Lipschutz. Hey, man. So, uh, I like, can I just very quickly, like, <laughs> yes. it, it was just really funny at the beginning where you were like, welcome back. Jason like didn't really un- like explain anything, but I'm I'm because well, all the listeners know who you are. <laughs> all the listeners know you all story. Yo, your I reputation just, precedes no, you. No, that's Jason. not true at all. Um, I just want well, I just wanted to say I'm happy to be back. I missed I missed yeah. podcasting. I, I guess I yeah. Just, so Jason was one of the fa- the founding members of the. No, I don't have to make it a big thing, but and I just, uh, it is a big thing, Jason. <laughs> the first don't discount your efforts. Ever. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he's like I guess I am a big deal. No, it's not true. And he's um, not returning for the Pop Shop podcast, so this is an exclusive. I, well, you know, it's most year exclusive. I feel kind of bad because <laughs> Keith is Keith is gonna the char- in head of the Pop Shop. He's gonna listen to this and get really pissed at me because I'm coming back to you guys before coming back to him. But I well, I want to go to maybe LA. Maybe he should have asked. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he should have asked. <laughs> touche, touche. Um. Anyway, I'm sorry to cut you off. All right. Well, I was gonna cut you off. Or I was going to just toss it to you anyway. <laughs> oh, so cool. uh, Christine and the Queens self-titled yeah. debut came out like this year is uh, one of your picks. Yeah. So. so this album came out after I left uh, Billboard yes. and I, I I listened to it like nonstop uh, for the past few months. I'm, I still listen to this album a ton. It, Christine and the Queens is um, a project from a, uh, a French pop artist, uh, Christine and the Queens. Um, and... It's just so. I, I mean, have you guys had time to or to spend time with it at all? I know it's like a little bit under the radar in terms of like I didn't really see it on, on any year end list or anything. It's kind of why I wanted to choose it for this show. But yeah, I just checked it out today. Yeah, I me too. I just I really 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 like this album. It, it came out on uh, Atlantic, and I just think that it's so inventive in a way that I I love about 
my favorite pop albums. Like none of the songs really sound that similar. She plays with a lot of different like R&B styles, but also it's it's very like synthesized and electronic. And I think that her voice is just really, really compelling. And she kind of does things that like, there's one song where she'll uh, reinterpolate Heartless by Kanye West. There's another song where she duets with Perfume Genius. Like there are a lot of things that appeal to me and like personally, but I also think that even if like just for a casual listener, I just think that this is super, super well done. So it's it's one of my favorites of the year. Yeah, and I'm looking now. She has some hits in France. Yeah, she's a big she's a big deal in France, and it, it's funny we were uh, in France in September, and um, she was like, I, we kept hearing Christina the Queen songs on radio, which was a little jarring. But mm-hmm. people were like you have never heard of Christina <laughs> and the Queens. <laughs> Foolish American journalist. While, while throwing while throwing baguettes at my head. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> if there are French <laughs> listeners to the podcast, Joe? Didn't you ever think that about was that? A loving impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't checked out Christine and the Queens, uh, she opened for Marina the Diamonds uh, on in on her US pair. tour. Yeah, and like to kind of give you a little bit of a semblance of what she sounds like, uh, but she's her own thing and and her shows are so cool like uh she she uh has all choreography for every song and she has like backup dancers and it's it's really really trippy i enjoy it yeah i was i'm curious did you see the show before you heard the album no i i heard the album first okay. and then i really wanted to see the show and it was it was awesome i didn't realize that she did the whole choreography thing until i saw her though yeah cuz i just i one of i forget someone did an interview with her here which I edited, so I listened to her. And my, my first take, I wasn't that into it, but then I kept hearing, well, not kept, but from a few people, like, oh, she's really good. And they were like, you got to check out the live show, which yeah. I still haven't done. Yeah. So, but returning to it, like, I do like this. It's it's what you said. It's, it's a really, like, eclectic listen and also just a very, like, well-constructed album. The Perfume Genius duet is really good. Yeah, That one, awesome. like, stands out to me. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. No, I liked it too. I thought like like you said, it's a nice sort of I definitely get a tiny bit of the Carly Ray vibe, like the eighties mm-hmm. throwback, but this has like sort of more of an R and B tinge, which makes it more palatable to me personally. Yeah. Um and yeah, she just she's got a really nice voice and like Joe said, I think it's a well just like well thought out, well presented. Yeah, Peace. it's and I we really haven't talked about the lyrics at all, but a lot of the album deals with like gender confusion, and she spends a lot of the album like um, talking about like differences between boy and girl, and wanting to be a boy, and there's like internal monologues or, or yeah, internal dialogue. Sorry, that um, it's just it's really kind of out there, but in a way that's digestible, and uh, yeah, I like it a lot. So what about uh, UC Pain? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean. I'm listening to it once today, getting getting prepped for the podcast, and yeah, I get what you're saying, Jason. With working with a lot of different styles, it kind of all fits together in a sense of like some pop leaning R and B, more just like straight pop stuff. Like you mentioned, how she was on tour with Marina and the Diamonds. A lot of like different styles within like alt pop, mm-hmm. which makes sense yeah. for each other, and yeah, and an interesting persona to go with that. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed. All right. Uh, well, let's listen to one of the songs from it. Which one? Which one should we listen to? Um, I really like "No Harm Is Done." All right, "No Harm Is Done." Let's give it a spin. 
Here's Christine and the Queens, a self-titled album that came out this year. Well, okay, so self-titled debut in the U.S., but what about France? Does she have other stuff? No, I think um, it, I think this is the the proper both. debut. Yeah. Okay, all right, let's listen to it. All right, that was Christine and the Queens. Uh, let's, we've done a Natalie pick, we've done a Jason pick. Let's do a Chris pick. Uh, Chris pick trademark. Uh, which one should we, let's do Health. Yeah, So health. you picked oh. the Health album, Death Magic, mm-hmm. which I believe we've talked about a little bit on the podcast before. Yep. But so what, what made this for you, like, one of your best albums of the year? Yeah, I, I wrote really hard for this album this year, and I think that people who came across and listened to it tended to really like it but it kind of just didn't do much outside of that niche so i've just been trying to like get people to pay attention to it because i think it's just one of the most interesting even if you don't love it i think one of the most interesting rock albums to come out this year basically health are this four piece formed in la like in the late 2000s like 2007 2008 in this noise rock scene um, in LA and they kind of took a while in between their last album and making this one and wanted to move more from this like kind of kind of grainy hard to digest noise sound to something more accessible they worked with this guy Andrew Dawson who engineered all the Kanye albums and kind of made a heavy rock album that was produced and engineered the way a hip hop album would come out and it's really catchy, and I just love what they do with like guitars and drums and rock instruments. Yeah, no, I I love this album too. We we geeked out about this album. I maybe not as as hard as C Pain, <laughs> but I feel like they're in this space. I was thinking about this. I feel like they're in this space because they kind of got blog love like five or six years ago. That you get into this space where you get blog love like too long ago, and nobody really pays attention to you like yeah years you're later. like passe yeah exactly it's like oh of course i've heard of health what are they from 2009 mm. like, so it's <laughs> sounds like something jason would say <laughs> <laughs> great I'm, I'm that guy i guess um what do you think about clap your hands say yeah jason no, i'm kidding i listened to them when i was like 14 but whatever anyway. yeah but it, i know you're that guy then <laughs> wow but yeah i listened to them when i was 14 <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Hashtag just facts. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, yeah, they, there's nothing like sexy about liking the new health record. But yeah, it's just a really great record. You can see pain that way. No, I mean, no, there, no. there is this thing within like in like indie music and alternative rock where if it goes so much around hype cycles where if it's not like this new band's getting tons of love from the right tastemakers – with like a debut it's just sort of like ah whatever who cares yes yeah, exactly yeah it's it's sort of the reason why like i feel like not many people it's it's like you know it's just natural it's like what a, like there's a new animal collective album coming out soon and like what else is there to say about animal collective like i don't i just don't i think people are kind of you'll find out looking. with my animal collective interview oh. posting in a few weeks oh. of Wow. Nice plug, man. But um, 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, no, I just think that it's kind of natural to, especially in the indie world, which is very much like elitist leaning to always look for the next thing and be like, oh, like who cares about health? I'm into beach slang. And you can be into both. That's all I got. You can be me. You can be. <laughs> you can rep really hard you for try, those albums all year. You can be C Pain. <laughs> so, if you dream it, you can do it. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> say. Don't dream it, be it. I'm gonna go with that. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, the health record. I, you know, that was one that I only listened to the first time around because of C Pain, and I'm glad I did. I like that. It's um, it just has like a heavy. It like hits you. Like the way it's mixed is just like a really heavy sound in in the way that you kind of don't get with a lot of albums these days, which I'm not saying is good or bad necessarily, but it is kind of refreshing to hear. There's something yeah. about it like that reminds me kind of just like the way when you listen to a Liars album, like even though the volume isn't like sky high, it just has this it really like forceful impact. And that's kind of what I got from this that I liked. Yeah, when I talked to them, they were telling me like, Look, so when a typical teen listens to the radio today, what's going to get them amped up is not really going to be like rock music. That's that's not going to like shock people anymore, you know? What it is is like that language of heavy bass music, you know? Mm-hmm. That would even be in like a Katy Perry song. So they basically wanted to take that language of music of like heavy electronics mm. and transport it into rock music. Yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, I mean, nothing really sounds like this, so it's gonna be hard to find an audience." But like, whatever, it's what we want to do. Well, it's good. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it seems like as electronic to me as like rock. You know, I feel yeah. like in terms mm. of appeal. But who, what do I know? <laughs> do you have thoughts on it, Natalie? Um, I mean, I think my thoughts have not necessarily evolved from our podcast when we discussed the single, but. I do appreciate it. Refer mm. back on a to podcast number whatever <laughs> wow, thirty-two B. No, um, but yeah, I think like it's something that I definitely appreciate on an intellectual level, and maybe less on a visceral level. Although I would like to see their live show, definitely. I think that would be dope. Um, but yeah, I mean, I listened to it. And I'm like, yeah, this is really good. I haven't necessarily like, gone back and listened on repeat, but. It's a cool and interesting and different sound, which is always good in an age of consensus criticism to have something that doesn't sound like everything else. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. See pain going against the grain. Going against the consensus <laughs> <Wow>. criticism. <laughs> 
Um, all right, well, let's listen to <clears throat> some health. Uh, which song do you want to do, Chris? Uh, let's do Stone Fist. I think that was yeah. the single you were talking about. Yeah, let's do it. All right, uh, this is Health Stone Fist from Death Magic. All right, that was New Health. Uh, continuing on our best of 2015, Much Your Music Podcast Roundup, I'm going to go with one of my picks. Uh, this is, I'm already <laughs> smiling. So we don't have Erica with us, RIP. Uh, she's not dead. <laughs> she is not alive. Not dead. <laughs> Joe, that's very offensive. She's not in the room, so kind of dead. But um, this is one that we've talked about a lot on the Must Your Music Podcast this year. And you know what? We're going to talk about it a little bit more. So... Uh, Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment, oh, the Aww. band featuring Chance the Rapper, album was Surf. Um, I this was one of my like maybe second or third favorite album of 2015, and I love it. It's so good. It's a rare, um, like modern upbeat, as well as like stylistically experimental hip hop album. Like I feel like so many rap albums take like kind of pick one tone. And go with it. And this one is, I don't want to say all over the place, but like musically, it really touches on like various decades and genres. It's very inventive. It's good. Um, And when it came out, it just received like, I would say like near universal acclaim. But when End of the Year list came out, like this one, I don't know if it got forgotten or if people just ultimately decided they didn't give a shit about it, but like it just (laughs) wasn't as represented. (laughs) I don't care. Yeah. you know, I was gonna make some like surf got washed away into the ocean, but I'm not even gonna bother with that. It's better that you didn't. It really is better I didn't. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, the year ended, and it I just didn't hear a lot of people repping for it, so I wanted to pimp it once again on this podcast because I I thought it was just incredible. Yeah, what? We're Stop not, pimping things. That's not what we're doing here. Um, I don't know what thoughts you guys. You know, yeah, Danny it's, Trump. It's it's really good. Danny I think Trump's. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think it's a Trump thing? People are like, well, I hate Trump, so Donnie yeah, Trump. I, I, I think that the fact that the word trumpet contains the word Trump <laughs> is why people left it off the year end list. Yeah. Um, Probably, and I think you've cracked no, the code. I, I think that – here's what I'll say. I think that it's it's a really good project. I think that it's not a mind-blowing project, uh, which is which is fine. But uh, what I will say is I, I think that – I don't think any artist working today has like a higher approval rating right now than Chance the Rapper. <laughs> that is it, true. Like, that do is you true. know? I don't know anyone. If I if I was like if I went on Twitter right now and I was like Chance the Rapper sucks, I get I get burned get down. My destroyed. apartment would get burned down. <laughs> That's and because he's literally just a smiling beam of light. Like, yeah, in the world. exactly. He's uh, so bright and sweet and smart and happy. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's true. And and you know it's it's. I, I think that this I think maybe it missed out on your endless because I think people are waiting for the next chance solo project a little bit. Yeah. Maybe that's just me and conjecturing, also, but I don't know. 
I don't know. It may even almost be like the reason you're describing, like because he's just so genuinely likable, that almost makes him like innocuous. You know, yeah. it sort of castrates him musically, if you will. Wow. <laughs> like, That's pretty extreme. It's very. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying though. You know, like. There, he doesn't really have the sort of like temperamental artist persona. Like people love Future. Future is like conflicted and terrible, and yeah. like people perceive that as deep, you know. Right. Where in a way that they maybe don't think about Chance the which, Rapper that way, which, which doesn't is make crazy any sense to me. Yeah. I don't want to like rag on Future, but like that album sounded all the same. Like he's a know. good sound, but it Joe, was the, the you same don't have song to over tell me about how Future mm. is four, terrible four person, albums but. in one year. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. So prolific. I mean, I I personally like Dirty Sprite too more than Surf, but I don't I'll, know I'll leave now. That's why. Yeah. That's why we killed you <laughs> off on the podcast. We killed off your character. <laughs> this podcast I wrote that on Billboard. You guys were like, goodbye. <laughs> Good luck. You are the weakest link. <laughs> oh my god. That's Sorry. A, wow. Yes. I'm like, I'm deep uh, I watched that when I was like 14, <laughs> Natalie. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that's, that's weird because we're different ages. But um, uh, okay, yeah. I'm. Anyways, I got derailed. Um, yeah. Let's let's. Uh, let, does anyone want to add anything else about Donny Donny Trumps? You're looking at me. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly had forgotten this album came out this year. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I. I Maybe because really it wasn't on Spotify. Maybe it's it like no. Spotify. I listened to it on. Spotify oh, it is on Spotify today. now. Like, yeah. Oh, this is this whatever. is good. But um, yeah. I mean, I unfortunately have to don't get as much of a chance I'd like to to listen to new hip hop releases just because my beat is rock and alternative. So I have to devote a lot of time to staying up on that. So sometimes these things will slip through to me. And I guess when it isn't getting heralded in like these hype cycles for whatever reason, which we've discussed at the end of the year, things slip through. But yeah, it's um. I would say that it didn't sound like a ton of other hip hop releases, especially like production wise on its level at least of that popularity this year yeah i would i I don't i i would just say i would add that like sunday candy is one of my favorite songs of the year and i think that like i like certain songs on it more than the album as okay i'm gonna put this out here here's the thing that just popped into my head like chance the rapper has sort of embraced this almost like schmaltz like with his band you know they're very like smiley and bright sunday candy is obviously the prime example of that Mm -hmm. i feel like maybe sunday candy like paved the way for hotline bling suddenly sunday candy like readied the public consciousness to hear sort of elevator music and like be happy with it (laughs) (laughs) i don't know this is my new hypothesis or the song that drake jacked to make hotline bling that one also kind of paved the way for it chris obviously but i'm just saying in like a broader way you know what i mean like sort of schmaltz and hip-hop my new thesis anyway Mm. It's true because Drake was never schmaltzy before Hotline. He was just a hard-hitting rapper until. Okay, but he wasn't like grinning like. Ugh, no, you're yeah. right. no, you're right. I totally. I I think that's that's an interesting. Point I like whatever you did it. there with like Drake <laughs> the puppet. Up, I like that. <laughs> you know, what? I can only dance to Sierra. That's a crude fact. So I'm oh, not even gonna try. And so are you? So we need to pause the podcast for a second. So are you only? So. It's, Natalie is a Seattle Seahawks fan. They're, yes. they're playing in the playoffs. And you said if they make the postseason, you're only listening to Macklemore 
and Sierra. Recreationally. Recreationally. My job, thankfully, right, is right, listening right, right. to music. So. But like, so is that, is, are you still holding to that? Yes. Wow. How is I that I deleted going? all Ugh. the music off my phone except, and I just downloaded Sierra and Macklemore this morning. Wow. So yeah, I discovered a new Sierra deep cut I didn't know about. So that was an exciting time. But Macklemore is still terrible. Um, but <laughs> go Seahawks and Seattle. Macklemore, if you're listening, I, you know. <laughs> I this is how it has to be. <laughs> well, he's got a deep catalog. You can probably go back like no. 10 years of Macklemore. But he only has one album on Spotify, and I'm not uh. going to pay money to get other Macklemore albums. So. Macklemore mixtapes, you could probably get them for free. Yeah, they're, yeah. Maybe. I'll um, send you I'll send you some the deep like, cuts. Yeah, some Dropbox. <laughs> you actually have the whole oh, Macklemore catalog on your I'll computer. send you all the Macklemore adjacent artists, too. Like, <laughs> Uh, the, all the I wands. can't do a Jason. I made a vow to the football <laughs> gods, Jason. I cannot betray it. Well, the Ryan Lewis instrumental mixtape, <laughs> just just the beats. Okay, Ryan the Lewis. Rejected is, beats. I would actually rather listen to that. I like Ryan oh, Lewis. I'm not averse to him. Yes. All right. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, well, that was enough sports for one podcast. So <laughs> let's listen to <laughs> Slip Slide from Donnie Trump and the Social Experiment. All right, let's do um what else do we got here? Let's do uh, Kelsey Ballerini. So Yay. Natalie repping country music. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, her album was The First Time, right? Yes. And I admittedly don't know much about Kelsey Ballerini. So tell us. You're missing out, Joe, slash listeners of the Must Hear Music podcast. You haven't yet explored Kelsey Ballerini and all her awesomeness. Um, basically, she's like, sort of very much country's next big thing like she just her first album or her first album her first single came at the end of 2014 um and you know got some radio play but of course nothing major happened until the taylor swift cosign which is you know integral to any young artist today (laughs) um (laughs) but in this case i think well actually as in most cases she doesn't often rep people who are actually bad but Kelsey is like a fantastic songwriter, especially given her age. I think she's like 22, maybe 23. Um, And she just, she's really like, if you can sort of get past the very country radio friendly veneer of her songs, which admittedly it's very poppy, it's very shiny, like super polished, but the songs themselves are great and really don't sound like other songs on country radio, to me at least. Like she's singing very distinctly from her own perspective of being a young woman in 2015, (laughs) you know? It sounds very now, it sounds very personal, you know? And the records are intimate in that way, even if they don't really have that aesthetic. And if you listen to the album itself, some of the non-singles cuts like Secondhand Smoke and Underage, I think, like they're these like very like beautiful ballads. Like it's just, it's good stuff. Like the whole album, basically, there's like two kind of duds, but it's almost good all the way through, which is a rarity, I think. Yeah, yeah. I love how it opens up with the song called XO, which is like a hard charging country rocker. 
and the second track is called Peter Pan, which is just this glo- like glorious ballad. So right away it's like, hmm. damn, Kelsey Bellerin, you can do like she two, has bars. two, she has bars. yeah, you got She's bars. Got bars. You can do two very different styles really well. Track one and two, yeah. and that's not even the singles yet. And the reason I actually even got into her was from seeing her in the Billboard office. She came through and wow. sang oh, some. That. Yeah, huh. no, she sang a couple songs back in March before the album came out, before anything happened. And it was just evident from like her singing with her guitar in their conference room. It was like she has it. Like she has the star quality. Like she's an amazing performer. That's what you said. You were like, you've got it, Kelsey. <laughs> I actually didn't adopt a British accent, but <laughs> in my head, I had said that. So. <laughs> and then I saw her live at um, where was it? Webster Hall, maybe Irving Plaza, something. Um, and it was incredible. She was so 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 good. Her voice is. Bonkers. Billboard Women in Music 2015. Yeah. Shout that out. That too. <laughs> that too. But yeah, just check it out. Like, just, it might take, if you're not into country radio, it might take a little bit of getting used to, but once you give it a few spins, I think get into it. It was a good year for country music for people who don't necessarily love country music, I feel yeah. like. If you just like, Chris Stapleton and Casey yeah. and Sam Hunt and, and Kelsey. Sam Hunt. I mean, that Sam Hunt was, was 2014. Oh, well, come on, guys. But like, it was. But he, was like a, it was. he had a huge impact in 2015. I hate that argument so much. I had a fight with someone about Uptown Funk, but anyway. Uptown Funk. <laughs> Came out in 2014, so it is not being But it was the First right Lady's now. favorite song of 2015, so I know. are you going to argue with her? Are you saying to I a, a argue pe- with her. impeach? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm Obama. saying. <laughs> um, I'm saying impeach Mark Ronson, basically. Wow. <laughs> you know, anyway. Well, this isn't about Mark Ronson. This is about Kelsey Ballerini <laughs> and how she's It's a little great. bit about Mark Ronson. No. And Stop I, I trying to make it about Mark Ronson. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Uh, yeah, let's, let's listen to some of it. Which one, which song do you want to listen to? Mm, let's do Secondhand Smoke. All right. Always, always the smoker, that Natalie Weiner. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Natalie doesn't smoke. Don't, <laughs> don't spread don't rumors. Smoke. Joe's trying rumors. to ruin my rap. Please, yeah. please smoke. You know, I did interview the chain smokers, and oh. did you know that neither of them smoke? Oh, that'll Fun out. trivia fact. Wow. <laughs> they picked uh, the name for SEO. <laughs> anyway. All right, I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's cut that out in the editing. <laughs> kidding, you don't think kidding. that's a fun trivia? That's today? very fun. I mean, uh, to, be, to be real, lots of respected artists do that. Yeah. So yeah, you, you can't hate on that. In all seriousness. Yeah, the Beatles picked their name for SEO. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this it's is great search SEO engine too. optimization, guys. <laughs> it was George, actually, little known fact. <laughs> George, yeah. was George way- literally invented <laughs> SEO personally. Yeah. Their time. Yeah. He was like, he was here's like, this fun well, what's thing. What about the search engines? <laughs> <laughs> the that quiet was- Beatle, except for when it came to internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, let's, let's listen to Cal, uh, Kelsey Ballerini secondhand <laughs> smoke. All right, that's Kelsey Ballerini. Uh, let's switch to another Chris pick, uh, Grimes Art Angels. And uh, this was one of my favorites of the year, too. Like, yeah. definitely in my top three. Yeah, sort of like for indie music and all pop, I'd say this was sort of that 
genre's answer to the Kendrick album this year in terms of critical consensus, as whack as critical consensus is or can be. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, sometimes things yeah, are and, good. And it, don't yeah, hate yourself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like with these albums this year, it's just like, yeah, you can maybe get tired of seeing think pieces and reviews and whatnot popping up on your feed, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, the album's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, there's just, like, straight-up pop hooks on the Grimes album. There's really, like, kind of out-there stuff, like the uh, the song that she does with Aristophanes, this Taiwanese rapper, which is kind of a shorter, screamy kind of track. Yeah, that song's with a great bass line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kill, Kill V Mame, which is kind of like Grimes' answer to, like, an electronic, like, sort of, blog friendly new metal song there's like new metal guitars on the download going on on this grimes album it's kind of awesome so there's just a lot of stuff going on and if she wasn't as good an artist with out like this vision it would just Uh, it could be terrible but like she makes it work so well yeah she is i think like vision her last song was called Vision. Last I was yeah, calling yeah, yeah. you to make that. Is that is an point. operative yeah. word. But um, but it's true. Like, she really, like, you're absolutely right. Like, what makes it work is that she has this overarching vision. Because mm. another one of the songs, and I can't think of the title, but is this, like, very, like, AM uh, 70s California, like, pop that could be hokey. Might be called California. Mm. It is. It California. might be called California. Yeah. Um, but it, it, like, sounds great. And it totally works. And... It's just, it's really impressive. I think she came from um, an album, Visions, that had like a really great underground critical rep, but then years passed, nothing was coming. She had the one Rihanna Reject song, which some people liked. I personally didn't care a ton about. I thought it was awesome. Well, I didn't. But then she like, (laughs) she did some press and people would always like take her Tumblr writings and like blow them up and just put them all everywhere. And so there was just... All these reports of like, oh, is she changing her sound? Is she like rejecting her pop songs and whatnot? Yeah, I think she, I mean, I don't think she fell victim to anything. But like before the album came out, there was definitely this sense of like she's become an artist that's been talked about more than has created music that people care about. You know, because she basically had like mm-hmm. one album and one song that people cared about. And she had albums before that, but they just. Right. Really under the radar. Uh, yeah. Aside I don't even from, like, know if DIY on circles anymore. Yeah. They, oh, there's, they're, her pre vision stuff is so good. I, I know it used to I be on Spotify. It. I think it might be gone. Oh, like, I know Getty, Pit, Getty I, Primes is such a good album. Like, I know Pitchfork covered it, but I don't really recall much coverage, like, outside of. Yeah, that like it was it was basically visions where it blew up. Yeah, that's but, true. But this is this is the album where it's just like okay, don't worry, like she is a talent who will be around for like a long time. Like this is just like I think it's a masterpiece. And even if you don't like it, like I can see why some people have been a little reticent to praise it. Like you have to appreciate how much there is going on with this. You know, it's it's really stylistically eclectic and. It's just, you know, it's one of those rare albums where it's like, okay, this person listens to a lot of different music and can successfully translate that into an album that sounds like different things. Because you always hear artists, they're like, oh, I listen to everything, but then their album just sounds like one thing. Like, this really does sound like everything. The one thing I will say about Grimes is that she's very much like a studio, like an amazing studio musician, producer. The live show is a lot of fun because the songs are so good but as far as just like a live performer it's 
you know, it's fun, but it's it's not great. Like, there's definitely room for improvement there. That's that's where like I think there's Hot still takes. development where. Shots yeah. fired. Shots fired. I wasn't meant to be shots. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I mean, like. No, it's good criticism. That's the point. Constructive. Constructive. Yeah. Come on, Grimes. <laughs> Step it. Up. Um, I like. Yeah, uh, I I actually kind of came around on this album. I didn't love it. I still don't think it's like the best album ever. But I I think part of it is that I just love Vision so much. I just I loved that album. It's 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 fantastic. And I feel like this one is a little bit more of a mishmash but in in a good way and like obviously intended to be um but i think that like kind of picking its spots is just like you, you sit back and just watch it go it's just really breathtaking um i love i i just wanted to the only thing i wanted to say is that i love the song with janelle monet yeah, uh, that's what she has it's been a, playing live yeah yeah it's awesome because because like this might have changed over the past couple weeks but when i saw her towards the beginning of her tour behind art angels like several of the best, most well-known songs on the album, she just had still never played live. Like as far as I know, Flesh Without Blood, which was the first video she yeah. shared from the album, she still never played that song live. Yeah. So where I'm just saying is like, not saying it's a bad live show, there's just sort of things that you're like, huh. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder what's happening here. I sure. wonder like where, you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, do you have thoughts, Weiner? I feel like bad to be like a Grimes detractor because I don't Go really have like it. a coherent yeah. I don't really have a great reason like not to like her. I don't think it's like bad. I just think it's that kind of synthy baby voice aesthetic is not one that I've ever liked. <laughs> and so I listen to it and it just kind of makes me cringe, not because <laughs> she's doing anything wrong, but just because it's sort of personally not appealing to me. Mm-hmm. So it just yeah. happens to hit the wrong notes for you. Yeah. Ha ha. Good. I wasn't trying. I mean, good music <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I have the same issue with churches, and I just, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm love sorry. churches. Yo, dudes love churches. I have never met a woman who listened to churches. But anyway. Really? Really. Wow. <laughs> I feel like a lot just lots of people like them. I know. I kind of feel you on churches. Like, especially when the second album came out, I was like, because the first one's good, but it does. It sounds like a lot of other stuff. Yeah. And oh, the second man. one just sounds like more of the first. And I was like, I don't really need more of this. It's like, just like <laughs> we've we've had this since the eighties. Like, I don't I need, just wow. need like baby voices. I I can't do baby voices. Well, like one thing that came up when I was sucking on my year in podcast about the Grimes album, Jill Mapes was on, and she was like, the song California. If Rihanna sung that song, be a huge hit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The thing is, Grimes, like what I was sitting, like getting at with the live show, she's not a powerhouse vocalist. Mm-hmm. Like that's not her big strong point as an artist. Yeah. So she might never get anything close to that kind of appeal, just because that's not it's what not she the does. Aesthetic. You yeah. Know? No, definitely. No, I feel that. I mean, it's cool. It's interesting. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Well, let's listen to uh, one of the tracks. Let's do since we've talked about it a bit, Grimes, uh, California from Art Angels. When you get bored of me, I'll be back on the show. And when the ocean rises up above the ground, baby, I'll drown in California. You only like me when you think I'm looking sad. All right, that's some new Grimes. Let's do uh, another lip shots pick. Yeah, yeah. So we've got years and years. The album is Communion. Yeah, yeah. And your fave. 
<laughs> okay, I think I need you to like sell us on this album. Like, give us oh, the pitch. Wow. None give of it, you guys like, like years and years. I'm okay. I like the song. King was the one we talked about in the podcast before. Yeah. I think I I do really really like that song, and the video is awesome. When I got into the album, I was all ready for the album. I was like, this is going to be good. And like our friend and friend of the podcast, John Norris, is a big fan oh, yeah. of Years and Years. So I was like, cool, excited for this record. And like halfway through, I was like, it's just, it sounds like, oh, it sounds very modern. It sounds like of 2015 in a way that I don't consider to be a great thing necessarily. Yeah. Like it doesn't sound like a, like a timeless dance pop record to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I... I obviously love this album um which is why i chose it it's it's definitely one of my favorites of the year i just think that it's very emotional and affecting in a way that i i really like i i and i think that it kind of goes for it in as i knocked that bottle of water well, watch out for that water bottle <laughs> there. Goes for it. <laughs> uh and <laughs> jason has a lot of feelings about this album He's so gonna, like, many years years room. and years of feelings behind years. This album. uh no i just think that you know their arrangements, Ali Alexander's voice, uh, their melodies, their big hooks, it's all meant to be very emotional. And But I think it, it does so in a way that really speaks to me. I think that I, I, I think it, it can be seen as derivative, but I think that it's just so clean and so effective that I just kind of get wrapped up in it i i mean i can listen to the this is one of the few albums and one one of the reasons why i love it i really do listen to the whole thing straight through it, it just kind of there there are up-tempo songs where you can really dance there are like piano ballads that are really moving um and i think just the whole the whole record is is talking it's mostly about relationships and romantic relationships but i think it, it covers a lot of different angles to that I, I think it covers a lot of different territory and I just think that like uh, there's nothing about this album that disappoints me at all. I I, I just think that like everything is kind of w- firing on all cylinders to use more colloquial phrases. But uh, I I I don't know. I get wrapped up in it. I I think that like maybe I don't know. If you like King, like there like Desire is an awesome song. Uh, if what you, was track? Th- I'm I'm bad with. Album, a song tells in this name or in the album for some reason. What's the third track called? Uh, Man, that track it is was, it real? Maybe because I remember like oh like, shine. I think it's shine. shine. Yeah, shine is amazing because I remember like knowing desire and knowing king already from like last year when this album came out. Yeah. But then track one, which is definitely like a more down tempo yeah. version of their sound, and this one, those like really won me over with the album. Yeah. No, I just listen. I I think it's I think it's a really. I don't think it's a cool album. I think that yeah. it's it's just a very like Yeah, Joe. It's not yeah. cool enough for you. Yeah, the thing, <laughs> about, cool the thing about the thing about Joe <laughs> is that he kinda like he checks the pitchfork, he's like, ah, oh, not yeah. best new music. <laughs> See you later. Smell you but, later. <laughs> Smell you later is what cool people say. Yeah. yeah but, uh, <laughs> no, I just I, I don't know. I, I think that this is this is something that is worth checking out. But you know. I feel like it's just maybe too many years. It's just like years <laughs> and years. Uh, like, you would have rather have it years or years. Yeah. Or years, years and or years. Yeah. Years and year. year. Years and year. <laughs> years and minutes. Um, C-Pain, other than uh, Track 3 Shine, do you have thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I basically sums it up with what I said before. It was like I was very familiar with the track King. It was like their big debut single. 
in 2014. Uh, Desire is also very good, so I was definitely interested to hear the album, and yeah, I, I came away from the album liking it, wanting to continue to be into them. Like I said, the, the track one, I don't recall the name of it, but... Foundation. Yeah, Looking Foundation right kind of showed me like a different side of the of, of um, Years and Years, and Ollie the singer, yeah. you know, really mastering like a more emotional, down-tempo, slow song to open up the album, which really wasn't what I was expecting, because yeah, like churches play a similar style of synth pop to them and i love churches and love the the two albums they've done but it is basically the same vibe same sort of track over a whole album and so when i approach like another synth synth album like years and years i would think it might be the same thing but right off the bat it's like oh it's not all right well let's listen to uh shine then from years and years communion All right, so that was years and years. Uh, next and last, we've got one of my picks. Uh, this is, and this is another. So before I was saying, uh, you know, I was talking about Donnie Trumpet and like, oh, I don't think it got enough love at the end of the year. Th- that album did get some love. This was an album that genuinely just didn't get any love. Like, sales were dismal. Like, it missed most like critical lists. But really is one of my absolute favorites of the year. I don't it's even know what you're talking about. I your debut you're album. I'm, I'm winking at you because I think you know where I'm going with this. I have no idea, actually. Okay, Roisin Murphy. Oh, yeah. Irish electropop singer. Oh, that's Album's great. called Hairless Toys. Uh, Hairless Toys is a dumb name for an album. The cover is kind of weird. I feel like she was so fashionable on her last album, like, Cycle. And her hair looks pretty weird on the cover of this. Like, That's I know fine. she's a Get mom it together. now. Maybe it's so, like you become a <laughs> mom. And it's not about age. her hair. It's about her music. It's about her hair less. Why don't you like moms? <laughs> um, no, I'm just getting rid of any possible critiques, which are album title and cover. Not crazy about everything else. I adore about this album. It's just, it's not. As, there's not like the pop songs that were on her last one, yeah. Overpowered. However, it's just like. Such a interesting, like dark electronic pop experience. Yeah. It's just very yeah. It's very it's weird, but not in a like isolating way. Like that's one thing, and I love the knife as well. But that's definitely an electronic pop group that can get like weird to the point of aggressive isolation. This is not like that at all. Like this is very just like kind of introspective, beautiful like singer songwritery electro pop. Yeah. Um, and like a lot of people do it, and I just feel like. Almost no one else does it as good as her. Um, I don't know what it is. Like, I just, when I'm listening to her, I'm like, everything just seems absolutely perfect with, like, the song. Yeah. Like, every choice she makes. So, I'm very into it. I wish it had gotten more attention. Yeah. Um, I'm, didn't, Joe and I are OG Roisin Murphy, <laughs> yep. Rider Dyers. Um, and, yeah, the, I agree. I, I think that it's definitely... For me, it's a step down from Over Overpower just because that album was so incredible. But I think that this is, if she wasn't going to make a pop album, like this is the best that best outcome, I guess, because yeah. it's just like it's it's so wacky and so playful, and it's just kind of all over the map. But it's held together by her songwriting. Mm-hmm. So I like and a great voice and a great voice. Um, did you guys have thoughts on this one? 
Um, I enjoyed it. I th- I really liked kind of the clean production, you know? It was, like, experimental, but not necessarily in, like, a cloudy way, which I think yeah. is kind of on trend with, like, alt-pop, if you will. <laughs> Instead, it's, like, it's like more, like, chamber pop, like, very clean, kind of, like, in a small room. Just, like, intimate, but still eclectic. I don't know. I was into it. I want to listen to it more, but unfortunately, it was not on Spotify, so... It is on Spotify. Yes, it was. It was? Okay. Wow. I I find it. I'm bad at wow, typing. Wow, someone can. <laughs> Natalie, are, are you a plan for Apple streaming? Yes. <laughs> or no, are you a title? <laughs> oh, wow. No. Wait, wait. I only use Spotify. You were like, I, I wish I could listen to this in flack, lossless quality, this <laughs> Roisin Murphy album. How can I do that? Man. No, I only use Spotify. <laughs> Spotify, if you want to give me a free subscription, just hit me up. <laughs> I will chill. I don't care. So much we're going to have to edit out of this podcast. <laughs> uh, same shameless uh, request for free shit. Um, and then I just swore. Uh, no, Wait, uh, we can't swear because we, no, we, we can swear. We swear on my already, podcast You already a dropped lot. the F-bomb. Yeah. Although I did hear um, a story. Shout out to one of our bosses. He was saying he was listening to it with his family, and when Chris dropped the f bomb, he was like, "Oh, I better turn this off." Oh yeah, he told me that story too. So you ruined his family's trip. (laughs) So I hope you're happy. They're all alone now. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Um. Anyways, yeah, Chris, do you want to weigh in on this without salty language? Just got to give it a cursory (laughs) listen today. Um. Yeah, I I knew I knew she had a deep catalog because Jason, we've known each other for a while, and I know this has been an artist who's come up for your favorite albums years and years in the past and yeah it was an interesting pop sound natalie touched on it the uh this more gentle you know um you you said chamber to kind of talk about the production how how it sounds and yeah it works it's she has a really good voice and yeah i would like to dig into more of her stuff like what is what's maybe like the go-to album for her I'd say definitely overpowered. Yeah. She only has two other solo albums. Uh, Ruby Blue is is really really good too. Um, I don't. I, that's mm-hmm. definitely my least favorite. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I think Ruby Blue Whoa. is awesome. Fight, fight, fight. Yeah. yeah. Let's take so, a, <laughs> a, ver- a very very good catalog that elicits different different opinions for what's yeah. best. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, think, yeah. Overpowered the second Whoa. album is the the strongest for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's listen to one of the tracks. So it's Roisin Murphy. Um, in case you don't know how to spell that, that's R O I S I N. And let's listen to Evil Eyes. So, second yeah. track. All right, that's what we have for our recommendations from, or I guess really more of our, our favorite uh, picks for <laughs> albums from 2015. We still recommended them. Yeah, yeah. we still recommend sure. them, I Why guess. We've, I mean, we're saying they're must hear, so that is a recommendation in itself. Um, Jason. Yeah. It's I, it's fun that you're here. This I know, is so man. great. Aww. I know, I miss you guys. I miss you guys. I'm going to, um, I'll be back, you know. But what's cool is that, so, like, I've hinted on Twitter and, well, I don't know where else I would hint at things, but I've, <laughs> I've said that I'm going to be doing a, a podcast at Fuse, and I can t- say now that it's looking like it's going to start next month, so 
Billboard Fair. can exclusively reveal that Fuse <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah, will exactly. start. Wow. So I think, yeah, I think you'll because I miss coup. it, man. I mi- you like you guys. You guys don't know. Like I, I loved podcasting, and um, we miss you, and we and think we know. Yeah. No, but like it, it's so weird, like not doing this regularly. So uh, yeah, man, always happy to stop by. Thank you guys for for having me back. Do you ever just like sit now that you're not podcasting for the moment, like sit in your room with a comb and you're like, the thing is about Chris Stapleton. Well, that's what I do with my wife. And she's like, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, no, you have to hear me the chart stat of the week. And she's like, no, (laughs) stop. Um, But no, I don't do that. But uh, yeah, no. I like story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, happy to be back and uh, happy 2016, guys. Yeah. And uh, Chris and Natalie, thank you for being here. Absolutely. And then we've got a 2016 ahead of us with some good stuff. Uh, Before we we sign off, is there anything uh, everyone wants to say what they're looking forward to this year musically? I'm really excited right now for a new album from Chairlift. It is fantastic, and I think... They have a good following now, but I think a lot more people will be into this uh, kind of alt-pop duo called yeah. Chairlift. That from, Romeo from song is awesome. Romeo is awesome. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I don't know. I just hope Frank Ocean drops an album, but that's sort of a nebulous wish <laughs> at this point. Yeah. But a girl can dream, right? <laughs> yeah. I. You know, it's funny because I was just making like a list of like albums we hope to hear in 2016, and like one and one name came up i was like oh i really uh and it was robin and i was like man it'd be so cool if robin actually dropped an album this year that'd be awesome and there's no like real indication but like she's been making music over the past few years like maybe it'll happen that'd be so cool so yeah yeah i would love that too um i mean i asked the question and then i don't really ever i mean yeah the frank ocean i'm really excited for if I it ever, we don't know. It'll for come a fact. out. Mm. It'll come out this year. He could months. D'Angelo. I'm worried he will D'Angelo it's us. Only been, <laughs> it's only been three and a half years. That's not that long. I know. Well, he said it was going to come out. What last June? Yeah. July. July. Like last July. July. So it's pretty know. late. But I mean, whatever. If he's tinkering with it, he's. Fine. I know. I've heard a person who said they heard a song from the album. So wait, you heard a person who like heard I was a song? talking to them, like they told me. Okay. <laughs> That so person I can't reveal my Chris sources. <laughs> Shut <Wow>. up. <laughs> no, but like, so somebody in the world presumably has heard music from Frank Ocean. It just is not me. So yeah, maybe Frank Ocean's heard some new Frank Ocean music. You can only hope. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Tweet recommendations at us for 2016 stuff. And uh, yeah, have a great week slash. Good luck with the new year and all that stuff. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.